Welcome to another episode of Paleo Runner Podcast, a show helping you find better ways to live, run, and eat. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. The website for the show is paleorunner.org. Follow me on facebook.com slash runpaleo or on Twitter at runpaleo. The sponsor for the show is 3Fuel. 3Fuel is a sports drink that gives you fat, protein, and carbohydrates. It's made from coconut, grass-fed whey protein, and a slow-releasing starch. To get 10% off your order, go to 3Fuel.com and use the promo code 3FOLSON. I'm talking today with Valerie Hunt. Valerie is a strength and conditioning coach and has been teaching the pose method of running for over 10 years. She combines pose running with CrossFit endurance to help runners set personal records. Valerie, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks. It's great to be here. Uh, Valerie, one of, the, one of the first questions I like to ask people is, what have you had for breakfast? What have I had for breakfast? Well, actually, tell me what you've had to eat so far today. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's kind of, I've had eggs, avocado, and three fuel today so far. Okay. Is that pretty typical for you? Um, pretty much. Today, I've coached every class of the gym, and I haven't left, so that's why uh, the limited amount of food. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah. are you, are you on like a low carb diet then? Are you doing, uh, what, what are you doing? I, um, I don't know. I don't eat grains, but I do eat a lot of sweet potatoes. So I don't know if low carb, I eat a lot of vegetables. I eat, um, a lot of protein, a lot of green. So I guess paleo ish for sure. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, tell me a little bit about your history as a runner. You teach the, the post method, but how did you first become interested in running? Um, well, I've been in a, worked in a gym pretty much all my life. And when I got to, I moved to Austin and I started going to UT and I just started running recreationally. And, um, and then I started signing up for races cause it's pretty popular here in town and just loved it. Um, it was great to be outside. It was good to get something different. And I got into post cause I started coaching runners, um, and everybody was getting hurt. And so I, I looked for a way I got, I was lucky. I found a book in uh, 1999 that mentioned the pose method and I was teaching triathletes at that point. <clears throat> so I started teaching it just from that book and I met Dr. Romanoff, um, in 2004, he came to Austin and I'd already been coaching for a while and he, uh, luckily came and, uh, helped me be a better coach. So I've worked with him advanced to a master level at this point. Okay, so what exactly is pose running? Pose running is uh, is basically simply how to run, like the uh, the skill of running. And what it teaches people is how to get into the optimal running position. And from that position, you fall forward using gravity and you pull your foot from the ground, uh, reducing the stress on your knees by about 50%. And really, it's about preventing injuries, but it's also about running really the way we're supposed to run. Okay, so uh, as far as pre- it prevents injuries, is that because you're landing on your forefoot? Not, it's not only that you're landing on your forefoot, but it's um, you're limiting the uh, time you're spending on the ground and absorbing impact. And then because you land under your center of mass, you're pulling the foot up really quickly. So you're not reaching out in front of you, which um, research shows reaching out in front is like hitting the brakes. And every time you hit the brakes, you're just adding load to your to your tissues your joints so what you're doing when you run pose is basically running a lot lighter like instead of landing with three times your body weight you're pulling two percent of your body weight and only landing using about 53 percent okay of your body weight. so is this a way of running that would 
actually help someone run faster as well? Absolutely. Okay. How about you personally? When you first switched, did you see an improvement in your times? Oh, absolutely. When I first started um, running, I had the same time for any distance. Like I could run a 5K or a marathon and I ran like an 830 pace. And when I first started working with Romanoff, what I didn't understand is how to use two things. One is uh, gravity to fall. Like I just was missing that whole key and also more interval training. And so once I started working with him and understanding how to use the form correctly, I dropped from an 830 racer to like a 630 racer. So huge difference without changing like my physiology because I was already a fit, you know, runner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although, by the way, like, runner loose like I didn't I never ran in college I wasn't a uh, running wasn't my sport so I never thought about like oh I could actually be really good at this for me it was more just um I really enjoyed the action of running okay so what are some of your favorite distances to race then um well probably my best distance racing is more like a half marathon or 10k but currently I am into ultra running. So right now I'm training for uh, the Buena Suerte 50 miler at Big Bend. Okay. And when is that? Uh, January 18th. Okay. So you mentioned that you use, you use gravity to help you fall forward. What does that actually mean? Aren't you always using gravity whenever you run? Absolutely. Yes. Um, the difference is that we're purposely putting ourselves and practicing the actual action of falling. Like most of us, when we run, we just kind of, most people think about running as I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and I'm going to get to my destination. When you start to utilize gravity and think about falling, you actually put yourself in a position and allow yourself to fall forward. And unless you actually practice that, you're not really actively using it. And that's uh, one of the things that, you know, one of the big things I tell people is that's why, that's why you really need a coach to uh, help you with that part. You can watch the videos, you can read the book, but until someone actually takes you through falling, it's really hard to, uh, you know, you think about it, like no one ever falls on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, if you trip and you start falling, your body response is to stop falling. So a lot of people, when they run, they're spending a lot of their energy um, and they're not thinking about falling, but they're doing things like reaching their foot or pumping their arms. And both of these actions are things that like, are inhibiting you from actually falling forward. Okay. And you said the other part of it is that you're going to pull. What is that? How does that work? What What are you going to pull? Is that an active thing that you're doing or yes. does that just naturally happen? Um, well, eventually it'll just naturally happen, but it's, it's the only, it's like your job in running. So your job in running is to pull your foot from the ground. And so many of us over the years, you know, you'll hear people running and they'll say, I, I went out and I was pounding the pavement, right? So that kind of brings up the image of I'm hitting the ground. And so those of us, people that have been trained in running to just like reach their foot out, then their only thought in running is putting their foot down. It's like an active landing. So, and pushing, pushing is so common. So track runners push, uh, football players, anybody that's, that's been trained to run speed, it's all been about trying to push off the ground. And it's a great feeling of power. But what we've learned is pulling which is a reflexive action of the hamstring, is actually what your body would prefer to do. It's much less tiring. It's uh, actually what the hamstring is meant to do. But initially teaching somebody that is uh, quite the challenge. Okay. So is, is pose running the same as barefoot running? No. And I say that pose running, like let, we, we should really, I mean, I hope this happens, but Romanoff says this too. Like it's just running, like sprinting, jogging, barefoot, 
it, it's, it's running is the action. It's kind of like if you're in a weight room and you're going to do a squat, if you're going to do an air squat, back squat, overhead squat, front squat, it's still the same mechanics for the squat. So running is the same thing. Whether you have shoes on, no shoes on, the speed you're going, it's still the same action. It, what changes in running is the angle of your fall, um, obviously your speed versus because of the angle, where you run, if you want to wear shoes, <laughs> mm. but it's all still running. Okay. So you could, you could wear any type of shoe or do you have to wear a minimalist shoe for pose running? Well, I prefer you wear a minimalist shoe, but what I've learned over the years is most people don't have the foot strength initially or the ankle mobility initially to wear the minimalist shoe. So I let people ease in and transition, but I encourage people to try to get as close to barefoot as possible. Now, if people want to run barefoot, like I have people send me videos all the time. Here I am running barefoot. Great. Like I'm not putting you down for it. I live in Texas. I'm not running barefoot. <laughs> it's like I'd rather just have my shoes on and not worry about what's on the ground. But I do use barefoot training when I'm teaching someone how to run. Okay. Okay. You. Uh, it also says on your website that you're into CrossFit endurance. Tell me about how you got started with that. Okay. Um, I'm actually a head coach for CrossFit Endurance, and I met Brian McKenzie um, at a seminar, one of his seminars, actually. I took a seminar with him, and he was the first person I'd ever met that just had take, took the running technique, because he teaches it incredibly well, and then come up with this great programming. Um, I'd always been a strength coach, so I'd always use strength training to train my runners, but he put it together in such a great way, um, I immediately, uh, <laughs> I immediately asked him to hire me, but I went through an intern process with endurance. I've been with them now for four years and we just have seen nothing but success. So people use the strength and conditioning of CrossFit to make themselves, um, basically it gives you the ability, ability to hold the position during your run for whatever speed or distance you want to go. Okay. And how about CrossFit? Well, has that also helped uh, people that you train get faster or has it helped you get faster yourself? Yes, to both. Um, CrossFit's done a couple of things. One, CrossFit provides you with a full body conditioning. So a lot of times, especially runners, they really want to train body parts. Like runners will come in to me and they'll be like, I don't want to work my legs. I'm a runner. And so I'm always like, that's okay. I understand. You still have to work your legs. <laughs> it's part of your body. And so... That was a big shift with CrossFit because there's no separation of parts and everything's about working the core and working the skill and the position. So it doesn't matter if you can't lift a lot of weight, you can all participate in the CrossFit. And for uh, endurance athletes, you know, we love racing. So the fact that uh, most wads are on, on the clock, on time, and there's co competition, it really helps um, also your mindset for a race. Like if I can do this in a wad, it's going to help me to push better during a race. And to have the, the strength to not break down. That's a big thing, too. Brian McKenzie's famous for pointing out that most runners break down not due to their lack of cardio skill, but honestly, it's because they like the strength to hold that, that good position while they run. Okay. So you're training for a 50-miler right now. How, how often do you CrossFit a week? Um, I CrossFit generally five to six days a week. Okay. And every time you, you do a workout of the day, is... is are those different every day? Or are you are you cycling through those? How does that work? No, they're different. They're different every day. And I, um, unless I'm repeating like a baseline, but I own my own affiliate. And so I do the programming and, uh, 
we keep it pretty constant. You know, the, the idea is constantly varied. So you're using all of your energy systems. Um, we uh, try to make sure we do, you know, you get some Metcon training, you get some strength training. It's the same thing like when you're training for running. Like every workout's a different time frame, different uh, movements. Although, you know, in CrossFit, you've got some base movements. So you will have some repetition for sure. Okay. So you said you're CrossFitting five or six days a week. Do you ever find yourself with all that strength training that you're tired for your runs? Um, well, no, because I, I schedule it really well. So um, with, with using CrossFit Endurance, you separate out your runs from your uh, quad with a three-hour minimum. So generally, I do my interval training, you know, 530 in the morning, and then I'll do my wad later that day. And then it's like anything else. If you're going to go for a long run, you certainly think about what you're going to do the couple of days before. So since I program myself, generally I, um, I won't, I won't schedule a really heavy lift, you know, the day before I run, I'll do a heavy lift like Monday or Tuesday. If my long run is Saturday or Sunday. Okay. And how often are you running? Um, I run three to five days a week. Okay. And you, you mentioned that you'll do like an interval session in the morning. Are, are most of your runs intervals? Two of my runs are intervals. Uh, I always do a short interval once a week. I do a long interval once a week. Uh, once a week, I go out for a tempo or a time trial. And then my other day is generally usually uh, what I call just an extra tempo skill run because I'm doing trail running. So I like to hit the trails and work on just skills, uphill, downhill, you know, just uh, footwork on the trails. Okay. So for your 50-miler, how, how, how far will you go as far as your long run? Um, well, my last 50 miler, my longest run was an 18, which seemed to be just fine. So I'll probably do that again. I'm training a group this time for it. That's never done a 50. And so I might take them out just instead of for a time. I mean, instead of for a distance, I think we're just going to go out for about three or four hours and test our nutrition. Okay. So tell me a little bit about the type of people that you're working with. I have a good range of people. So I still train, by the way, this is all fun, but I have runners that really are competitive. So I have like right now a group of runners, about five runners trying to get to Boston, trying to qualify for the Boston Marathon. So they're all training um, for a marathon right now. So very driven people because Boston every year is getting a little harder to qualify for. And then I have another group of people I'm training for the ultra and some of them are doing a 30K, some are doing the 50-miler. So they're on a similar plans, but a little bit different on their longer runs. And then I also um, enjoy training triathletes. That seems to be growing as well on the side. The CrossFit has definitely like started a nice bridge of endurance athletes and strength conditioning. So we're seeing uh, a lot of people that want to spend more quality time on their workouts and less um, – less quantity. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you have any uh, elite runners that you work with? I know you mentioned some people are trying to qualify for Boston. Um, do you have anybody that's exceptionally fast that stands out? Yeah, I have a woman that I've been coaching for the last five years, and she is right now the top master's half marathoner uh, in the Southwest region. And it's amazing. When I started with her, um, she was a just coming back off bad injuries. She was a runner, I don't know, 15 years ago, really good marathoner. She took a break from running, had a lot of IT knee pain. Uh, so I got her back into running in about 2009. And uh, her first marathon back was a 324. And then I introduced her to the CrossFit Endurance. Uh, and she dropped to a 311. And now we're going to go for 305 
and then hopefully break three, which at 47 is pretty, pretty elite. Yeah. But all her half marathons are like 124, 123. She just ran a 5K in 17 something, which is like, uh, it's amazing. She's getting fast both on the short distance racing and the longer distance running. Wow, that's pretty incredible. So what kind of workouts do you have her doing? She's doing the same like everybody else. She does an interval training twice a week. She has her long run once a week. And then once a week, I give her a, a, a tempo with some mixed-in pickups. And then the same thing with the strength training. Uh, what I do find, and you have to always think about your athlete, with someone that's um, a master's athlete, she gets more uh, recovery programmed in. So she's not crossfitting six days a week. That's for sure. So she'll do, um, she'll do like a four day a week, uh, strength program, CrossFit workout with her running. One of the last questions that I always like to ask people is if you had three months to train and just forget about your, your job and your bills, what do you think you could run one mile in as fast as possible? Oh gosh. I think my best mile potential is probably a, I'd say a five thirty. Five thirty. Okay, great. How about five twenty nine? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Valerie. Well, it's been great talking with you today. Um, you know, I know you had some coaching things on your website where people could send in videos. Um, do you maybe want to mention that before we go? Sure. If anybody wants me to watch their form and look at their run, just send me an email. Um, easiest way to get to me, just send me an email at Valerie at CrossFitEndurance.com. Great. Well, Valerie, it's been great having you on the show. And thanks so much for sharing a little bit of your knowledge about uh, CrossFit and pose running. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to another Paleo Runner podcast. If you like podcasts, you're also going to like audible.com. Audible has over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player. You can even burn a CD of the audiobook if you like. It's a great way to learn while you're driving in the car or cleaning up around the house. One of the great things about Audible is that if you decide that you don't like the book you've downloaded, you can actually exchange it for another one. They want you to be happy with your order. If you'd like to get a free audiobook download, sign up at audibletrial.com slash paleorunner. You'll get a free audiobook download that you can keep regardless of whether you continue with the service or not. So go to audibletrial.com slash paleorunner. Thanks for listening.